Chicago, by the way, has the best breakfast places. Mm. The best. Mm. We got lucky with weather. It was 65 and sunny every day. Oh. We walked everywhere we went. Beautiful. And we went to like three different breakfast spots. That's small awesome. little diners, and it was just so damn good. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was my experience in Queens, too, because I found a place called Mom's, and there was just, like, amazing, all kinds of, like, semi-fancy. It was it was about like this, actually. This is say you're on the level of my favorite uh, diner in Queens. There we go. So what you're saying is I should open up the apartment to visitors and right. charge cover. Yes. I do, I do want to throw New York out prices is what I'm saying. Oh, hell yes. yeah. Well, it looks like we are going to get that house after all, you guys. <laughs> so, yes. I do want to throw something out there, too. Okay. I wish they put the label of Building 6 mm. where you're driving from. Okay. Because I definitely want somebody up down there. <laughs> well, I'm, first of all, it's 11. Get your ass up. First off, yeah, I can tell you just what, what, you know, woke up on it. He had a dog. Dog was barking his ass off. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Never mind. And I walked away. And I'm looking for, like, where the fuck does it say 6? Because I saw 104. I just, it's on the, like, I'm driving from this way, right? It's over here. So I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. I had to wrap around and see that. I didn't know that. Yeah. We never saw the dumpster, but we did see the giant pile of garbage. That right? is that's the dumpster. That is the dumpster. Yeah, that dumpster. is the dumpster. Um, it's there's it's only one in this complex, I assume for like visual reasons mm -hmm. and shit. But like it will like overflow. Like there, God, there was a point this summer. Well, first of all, there was a literal dumpster fire. Ooh, like, hey, sudden, wow. We hear like fire trucks and we're like we we we, we you know go out those doors and we look down. We see just flashing lights. We're like, what the fuck is going on? And then they're like, there was a literal dumpster fire. And we're like, what? So then along the side there by the mailboxes, they had just, like, extra dumpsters to just throw your shit. So, like, it was it was very classy. Mm. It was just, it, after a while, because people kept putting their trash in the regular dumpster, they had to put a sign by the, you know, temporary dumpster that just says, please put trash here. And I think I took a photo of it and shared it on Instagram, and I'm like, this is art. <laughs> I'm like, this is beautiful. But yeah, it, it got gross this summer, but oh well. Apparently the Saudi show, not a dumpster fire. Did anyone watch it? I didn't. I, I did not. not. I have heard about it. I have not gotten to it yet. Yeah, the same. All no. I saw was, uh, like, Alvarez, perhaps, was like, in case you're wondering, the flight left on time. <laughs> and uh, the reviews well, I saying. saw were, like, probably the best Saudi show, but we also don't feel like you need to watch it. That's uh, a low bar to clear, by the yeah, way. Yeah, sure. First off. Secondly, I, I saw that NXT did not invade SmackDown, which means everyone yeah, made so it everyone back, made back like, Fantastic. <laughs> I, was think, I was almost thinking that like if you hadn't put something on in the background, that we could pull up the Peacock Network and just put that SmackDown on in the background and remember yeah. how yeah, hell? fun that was. No, that was a great episode. Yeah, that was such a great episode. Now, did... I don't know if I ever looked at Was that the game plan, even if everyone made a bad No. That was not the game plan. No. Okay. In fact, uh, I listened to Renee's podcast uh, with Adam Cole from a couple Ooh, of weeks yeah, ago. How was that? Oh, it's good. Real good. Real good. He's, he's very charming. Yes. Um, but he had talked about how he woke up that morning and was just having his breakfast and, you know, planning out what he was going to do. And he gets this phone call that's like, you need to be at this airport in half an hour. And that wow. airport is 20 minutes away from him. So he's got 10 minutes to pack his shit wow. and get in the car and get to that airport. That airport will take you to this flight, which will take you to this flight, which will take you to where SmackDown is tonight. And we can't tell you anything that's going on. 
Uh, what a weird line of work. Be like, you have to get on this flight, but we can't tell you why. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I guess uh, while he's in the car getting to the SmackDown, SmackDown has started. <gasps> and uh, when he gets to the building is when you're like, yeah, it's you and Daniel Bryan tonight. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> The main thing I took away from that, though, is the fact that how many people say they get woken up in the morning and they're out the door, but like, oh, I was doing my breakfast, I didn't know I had to leave, and I had 10 minutes to get out the door. Listen, I'm not dressed in the morning, so how are you getting out the door in 10 minutes? I don't... <laughs> uh, you're, talking to the wrong, you're talking to the wrong table, because me and Shawnee were just talking about, like, when we were coming here, that now that we both have these, like, jobs that add structure to our lives, yeah. how it's like, yeah, I get up in the morning, put my clothes on, have a little bit of breakfast, and boom, I'm out the door, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> I do that too. I just have my breakfast naked. Not naked. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can't put that on the podcast. That's almost child pornography. <laughs> oh, God. As you said that line, and I was like mid sip, I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't spit tape onto Chuck's phone, my phone and then broke the phone. No, it's fine. I'm supposed to get a new phone in like a month anyway. Okay, that well then, spit the yeah, yeah. <laughs> it right it's We got it. It's all good. We had the exact same thought. I didn't grab the prop. I pretended to grab the prop. I'm like, like, no, I'm like, grabbing the prop. I'm afraid I will actually drop I'm it. Like, right, right. Everything has to be very deliberate with me. I'm very shaky. And I have my, my Tyrannosaurus arms now, as I've mentioned. Right. My fingers are numb. It's great. So what you're saying, okay, you're shaky, so I, I made all that cold, cold brew for nothing? Um, no, no, I, I, I had a can of bang on the way here. I will, um... Man, you and Eric had a can of bang. Which bang did, what bang did you have, honey? Oh, how was it? I, I don't like the, the the idea of the chocolate. I tried the coffee energy drinks, and it's like I don't know. How did you like the chocolate there? I thought this was one of the coffee ones. Okay. I was, like, <laughs> I was a little thrown by it was a chocolate flavored soda. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't go. It, it goes about as well as it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of painful. <laughs> but you drank it because you're a man. Well, it, it was expensive. That too. Yeah, you can't let three dollars go to waste. Nope. Right. Plus, you're not going to feel good unless you get the amino power that is contained in every uh, can of Bang Energy Drink. Naturally. Without the super creatine. Super creatine. Not that punk-ass regular creatine. Current title of that, regular punk-ass creatine. There you go. This poor darling doesn't understand edging even a little bit. My goodness. This. By the way, right now, or I mean, yeah, we are 100. We are enjoying a fabulous, fabulous charcuterie brunch. Yes, as promised by award-winning Eric Abanis. And you saw the award, and you legitimately popped <laughs> the award, <laughs> like to the point where I'm like, is he, is he, is he having, is 
is this a rib? I'm like, no, he's he's being real nice. Oh well. He's taking thanks. a photograph of the award. <laughs> I do. I'm not gonna lie. I do love having it near my workspace because right. I mean we have various entry points in the apartment, and it's just it's a very blunt object. So I'm like, yeah, someone's gonna die. Right. You know, and like bring from, it on. From where you sit, you can see the front door. So like, were someone to break in, like they have to get to you, and yep. you are closer to the award than they are to yep. you. Not to mention, I got a knife block on the way to that door too. So right. like, I got a piece of lucite and a butcher knife, and like, <laughs> come on, we got it. And as I discovered uh, today, you also have Hulk strength. So I do. Oh, I mean, it's, man, I can't. I can't. I'm so glad I'm back in the gym. It's so sad, but it's like, oh man, I am really strong. I'm gonna get stronger. I'm gonna, yeah. Like it's just, I don't eventually, know. It's exciting. Eventually, we're gonna get promotional shots for the podcast done. It's just gonna be you deadlifting all three of us. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, please. I I, uh, I I I like that idea. Even if we somehow. Uh, I will like, be, do I will, a Photoshop of that. I'm I, for it. I will be the bar, and then Shawnee and Justin can, like, grab onto my feet and my arms, and yes. you just lift us up. Mm. <laughs> like a power lifter. Just, yes. like, that lunge. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then I drop you both. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and, then, and then they're the hurt. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. By the way, if you don't know what award we're talking about, Google her. Google her. Google her. <laughs> well, I don't have that on my profile. Um, I, I know, I should, well, it's not, like, I shared a photo of it on social media and stuff, mm -hmm. but, uh, I don't know. And, of course, we're talking about, uh, our moral compass, our North Star, <laughs> our, our scales of justice, jacked to the gills, <laughs> award-winning <laughs> Erica Bannis. I mean, that jacked to the gills. <laughs> not to mention, uh, apparently just an outstanding chef. You, you're all sufficiently fed. Oh, it's so oh, good. Oh, my, okay. oh, my. I have a lot of sausages I need to get to, too. Yeah, yeah same. I'll split them with you now. There you split go. Split the sauces. Well, split them sausages. Well, they're on low on, on the stove, so you can take them whenever you want. Fantastic. They should be done by now. We're essentially having a sausage party. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to the sausage party that Erica invited us to. Uh, yes. Ah, jeez. Love sausage parties. <laughs> you guys. Sausage parties are the best, honestly. Yeah? Yeah. Did you actually see that movie, by the way? Yeah. See, well, listen, this is the thing that everyone does to me. Because I'm a child. Yes. Well, and because I mean, I can't believe you were allowed to see the movie. It's R. Okay. <laughs> it's a hard R too. Just because I am, first off, I'm not. I'm a child compared to a lot of the people I surround myself with. Right. Does not mean I do not know movies, songs, shows, people. I know things. Plus, technology is a thing where if I wasn't alive when it came out, I can go back and watch it. Justin Valentine. Yeah. I know things. I, I know. Oh, things. Damn it! You beat me to it. Damn. Yeah. I know more than you think I do. But yes, you do. You you really do. We we you know, we just like to give you the business cuz it's it's fun. It's fine. It's fine. It's well, fine. you well, I think we all kind of tear each other a, a new one every now and again. I don't know. I feel like I get the the horse's ass end of it. No, you don't. That's me. I get beat up all the time. No, you're the one I go to because I've been getting beat up the entire time. You episode. don't got to call him senpai. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. It's only because I came in late into the show. That's okay? right. That was the thing. That's why we brought you in the show, because I was getting beat up yeah. so much, and I needed somebody to, to filter yes. that down to. Yes. And I'm like, hey, can we bring in Justin? Because he's like real happy. Go like, yeah. He'll take it. He'll yeah. love making fun of him. <laughs> I'm curious, 
if we're, if I mean, you know, it's a wrestling podcast, so obviously we're going to talk about wrestling. But I'm curious, what has everyone watched this week? Like, do, I, I don't need like the details, but like, what have you watched? Uh, I've watched Raw, Di- uh, Dynamite. Uh, that's it. Yeah. And I kept up on uh, Bound for Glory last night. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even do that. Wow, look at you. I mean, right. you know, right. a little something. What about you, Erica? I uh, watched Dynamite and Rampage, of course. Uh, watched the closing of the G1, which sure. obviously was a big uh, to-do because they had to cut the match short. Yes. Because uh, Coda hurt his shoulder oh. or something, oh, and uh, which is like Mama and I, I think he was um, well. Uh, per Eric, who is over yonder uh, while we record this, uh, and he, because he's so fucking smart, uh, when you know at the end of like the G one, whenever they like they shoot off like those glitter cannons. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Coda's glitter is always silver. And Okada's glitter is always gold. Oh. So there's Okada posing. The cannons go off, and it's silver. Ooh. So, huh. so they had to stop the match. They had to kind of call it on the fly. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, you know, similarly, uh, when Lance Archer took that really nasty bump last night, like Ooh. he he yeah. didn't like he didn't land on his head. It looked like he landed funny, and then he like headbutted the ring. Um, and clearly, because then, like, afterwards, like, um, Eddie put him in that, uh, just that roll-up real quick. It was kind of sloppy, but, like, I wonder if Eddie was supposed to go over or not. Interesting. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, we'll probably never know, or right. maybe we'll find out later, but, um, it was just kind of one of those things where, I'm like, oh, shit, it happened twice in a week. Yeah, but I think sometimes, when, when it comes to an injury, because there's always two results of it. Either, A, they stop the match right there, or B... Right. The match ends, you know. However, yeah, they need to figure quick it out. Up. Yeah, so right. yeah. If you look yeah, at yeah. when Stone Cold broke his neck, and exactly. how awful that roll-up is. From, yeah. what, yeah, from yeah. what I've seen, though, it's, it seems as if Eddie was supposed to go over. Okay. Because if he wasn't, they probably would have stopped the match. Yeah. Mm. Right, and just called it because of an injury. But if you know, if Eddie's already supposed to go over, you know he's hurt, but he could at least do enough to fucking lay there and get pinned one, two, three. Right. right. Yeah. Just end it now. Do that. That's what I've seen because I've seen matches get stopped, you know, because of injury, mm-hmm. and then I've seen matches still finish, mm-hmm. yeah, prematurely, obviously, but despite the injury. So I think it's it depends on what the original result was already supposed to be. But I did see Archer. I can't remember word for word the quote on Twitter. He tweeted something along the lines of "I'm still alive." Yes. <laughs> so. Which is oh, it's always plus. it's always great. Good to, to know. See. Thank you. Yeah, he did that at least during the show. I'm sure he. Gosh, I mean, his mentions were probably flooded with like, oh, I hope he's okay. I hope he's yeah. okay. Oh, absolutely. He's okay. Yeah. So I'm sure it was just you know he they they had a cut to commercial and he didn't have that chance to do like the thumbs up deal. Yes. Yeah. So it's just like guys, I'm, it's we're gonna be all right. It's like oh hooray, we didn't see someone nearly die I, or almost you know it's just it's so frightening. I did see thing. the video of that G1 ending and it is a, like I can't remember who it was that compared it to Eddie Guerrero blowing out his elbow off of a, a frog's but I think it's in the commentary actually Kevin Kelly yes. says something about yeah. that but like it was fascinating to me that I, I think I read that it's a it's a shoulder dislocation or something mm-hmm. that he'd hit but when when Kota Ibushi goes up for the the like 450 splash or whatever that when he comes down on that shoulder he st- he keeps it underneath him mm-hmm. the entire time so it's not like one of those really grotesque injuries where uh-huh. like you see something hanging off. 
yeah. uh, or something. It's like he's he hits the he hits the mat and bounces, and then he keeps it underneath him the entire the entire time. Yeah. Like people are coming in to check on him, and he yeah. is he's. He's like, no, no, don't touch me. No. I'm not. <laughs> this, is, this is separated, and yeah. I'm only going to move once. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, because they had medical personnel come in, and then they had the young boys come in to kind of like block. Oh, that's what I was waiting for. You could tell. Well, yeah, that that did end up happening. Even like Okada got in there to kind of like yeah. block some things, and you could see like some of when they were trying to maybe like pop the damn thing back oh, in. Right. Um, but it. Oh, gosh, I mean, I'd love to watch it back because like watching it in like the first time. You saw, like, they had, Okada was, like, in the corner, and they called it, and you yeah. could tell his face was like, oh. Uh-oh. Poo. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Oh, it's fine? It's fine. Okay. It continues. But he, he visibly looked like, that wasn't supposed to happen. No, no I, I got that as well from the clip that I'd seen. Is yeah. him kind of sitting and watching Coda and going like, this wasn't planned. Right. Yeah. What am I supposed to do now? Which is fascinating, too, because we always think of uh, Okada, whose first name I cannot pronounce. Kazuchika. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I even got that right one time. But he we, did. We kind of think of him as like the John Cena of New Japan. That's fair. And it like mm, I think we think of Tana 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 Tana. Okay. Tana's the John Cena, but I like right. uh, I would say, gosh, I, I don't even know. It's but it's a difference between you know like no, he's been at the top of the game now long enough that he's peaked and now he's becoming an old hand. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but a legend I, I, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But you we we think you know when when something like this goes wrong in matches, say, in the WWE, like, they have ways of continuing, like, when you know your opponent is hurt. Like, you once again, going back to Stone Cold, getting his neck broken, yeah. Owen immediately plays to the crowd to take all of the, the focus off of the ref and Stone Cold as they figure out, can we continue to do this? Yeah. I think, I think again, though, it, it all depends on the result, though. Because I don't know that they would change the result Especially if it's an important match, a title match, whatever it may be. A tournament. A tournament. Right. Yeah. I don't think they're going to change storyline mid-match because someone's hurt. You know what you I mean? You don't think so? I don't think so. I think if the winner's hurt, I think that's when they stop the match because and they play it off as, oh, this, you know. Really? Whatever. And I think if the loser's hurt, it's, yo, if you can just pin them and get the hell out of there, pin yeah. them and get the hell out of there. Yeah. I don't know that they change, at least not mid-match. I know they will in the long run if someone's hurt that they were supposed to give a, a, a run to. But mid-match, I don't think that's how it would go. I personally, because yeah. again, you've seen both. You've I, seen them stop I was going to say, I think, I think we've, we've probably seen both examples of both happen. Yes. I think there's definitely been times where, like, that guy wasn't supposed to win, but, like, so-and-so's hurt, so and we gotta we got to get him out of there. Yeah. So just take the pin, either win the title or retain the title, yeah. and we'll deal with it next week. Well, I, th I think if it's it, healthy. I think if Ricochet's facing Angel Garza in the middle of the damn card for no for nothing, and you know Garza's supposed to win, but he gets hurt. Okay, Ricochet, you got no win. Yeah, exactly. You know, it don't matter. Nothing's right. on the line. There's no storyline here. Nothing. So I think that plays a role in it too. Right. What about you, Shawnee? What, uh, what what have you seen? I only watched Dynamite. Okay. That was all I saw. I watched it this morning, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I was telling Chuck on the way here, I was kind of, one of the commercials was for the uh, Rose to the Top show, yeah. and they had a commercial where uh, they had Cody saying, um, I'm supposed to be one of the biggest baby faces in the company, and I yes. got booed out of the building, referring right. to the New York show that I went to a few, and I'm like, oh, I wish I would have, because I do not record Rose to the Top, and I was not able to therefore watch that, but I would right. love to have seen how he addresses that. Yeah. Although we saw Cody Rhodes beat... Um, uh, Malachi, and okay. I thought that's an interesting move now because I'm sure when they started booking this, this is going to be babyface Cody going over to the to the 
cheers of Americans everywhere, where right. it turns out that in red, white, and blue coat, he's just getting hammered. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, though, we had a, a little mix. He was getting booed, but you also heard in the background people chanting, Cody, Cody. So it's going to be very interesting to see yeah. where he shakes out. And how do you make Malachi a baby face? Because he's clearly going to get cheered, right? Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. And is he not setting up if he can stay healthy? He is very much in the vein of an undertaker, right? He's oh. main eventing and they blowing the roof off. Like his entrance, the fans are going out of their minds. And I don't think you need to make him a baby face though, right? right. Like if yeah, fans are don't. into what he's doing, let him keep doing what he's doing, right? I, I One thing I say, like for Drew McIntyre, right? right? Drew got his push because when he came back, he was a badass. He yeah. was ripped, he was, you know, he took everybody out and that was it. And then the second fans got into him, they made him smile and crack jokes, and it ruined him. Right. right? But I can so, tell you book him, though, right? Like, he has this period that he's losing, and then he has to make his big comeback. Right, you know, right. the, the, the sort of nuts and bolts of but a But I don't think you change anything that Malachi No, you don't want him wearing white all. suits and cleaning up his face. Yes. Right? Nah. He suddenly comes and starts coming out in red, white, and blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking Wait. of nationalism. <laughs> we found the perfect AEW heel formula. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which would make no sense because isn't he from? Isn't uh, he Dutch? Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, no, but I'm all about America. The, yeah, he starts coming out dressed like Uncle Sam. He's just he's <laughs> wearing Cody's gear. He's wearing the gear Cody wore. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then like, Cody comes out next week, face all messed up, yeah. dirty, and yeah. It's like the Rougeaus back in the day when uh, they had the yeah, little yeah. American flags and it, like they were like, yeah, they're gonna fucking hate you guys. <laughs> just keep doing yes. what you're doing. Yes. Yeah, I uh, caught exactly the Bobby Fish match on Dynamite. And I think that's, I've been keeping up on Twitter, and that is all that I've watched all week. Well, I also, uh, what's his name in the crowd? Uh, oh, Tony Nese. Tony Nese. Interesting. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. 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 They called it, and, they, and I saw the post on social, the, the caption, one of the hottest free agents. Is Tony Nese there? No. <laughs> it's not at all. They were talking about his uh, sixth and seventh half. That's are it. The okay. free agents. My, that's, that's what I right figured. There. I mean, which is kind of true, because that guy is true. Yeah. He yeah. does all the setups. Yeah, he's not the that. one. He's not the guy that uh, friggin' Archer pulled out of the crowd and body slammed on. Uh, no. Okay. No. <laughs> However, the that blonde kid. That guy when he went to his hairdresser, he's like, I would like the flare color because yes. like that was Ric Flair blonde. Yes. <laughs> like Absolutely. that was. Because I saw that uh, on, on Twitter and was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny when they said. He just pulled a fat, like, no, no. No. Only 100% of the people with that color hair are professional wrestlers. That's true. <laughs> it's yeah. professional yeah. wrestler blonde. That's yes. what it says on the bottle. That's what it says on the bottle. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Real people well, don't have that With the picture color. of Ric Flair. Yes. yes. They, they tried to get Ric Flair blonde, but he wanted so much money for it, they just call it professional wrestler blonde. <laughs> yes. It's like those Halloween costumes where yes. you know what it's supposed yeah. to be, but they have to call it something yes. else. Yep. yep. Razor hand man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to bring up too I did not watch Smackdown but I saw this and I heard between Charlotte and Becky yeah somebody mentioned like what like 15 minutes ago somebody said about there wasn't a yeah Shawnee you you tried to transition by saying it wasn't a dumpster fire in Saudi Arabia and I was going to say yeah they saved the dumpster fire for Smackdown yeah because this this title exchange segment okay tell me tell me yeah so it was just ugly it was it was sloppy. It was so Becky and Charlotte, of course, Raw and SmackDown women's champions need to exchange titles because Charlotte's not right, okay. SmackDown. They're they're swapping, and they made this a whole segment. In the past, it used to just be a backstage segment, right? The they did it with the tag team, yeah. The profits a of the new day, yeah. 
this was an in-ring se segment with Sonya Deville moder like moderating all this shit, right? And at one point, Becky went to take it away from Charlotte, and Charlotte dropped the belt. And then Charlotte picks it up, and then Becky throws it at Charlotte, drops the belt again. I mean, it's just, it was just so sloppy. I don't think that's not the way it was supposed to go from the beginning. And the fact that they were just throwing these titles all over the damn place and dropping it all over, you could see Michael Cole facepalm in the background. Oh, God. Not say a word, and you just look over in the background, and he's just facepalm like you gotta be kidding. It was the ugliest, most awkward segment. And there are reports that those Becky and Charlotte got into it backstage afterwards. Yeah. Oh. About who botched about, it up the most. So it was just like Butterfingers? And, like, no, I mean, it was them. I think, from what I saw, it was them overselling. Okay, so mm. some of they were trying to do a certain thing. They were trying to do too didn't. much, and you overdid it. And because you overdid it, now the belts are being thrown all over the place. And now oh. it just looks sloppy, and that you just... I don't know what it is. Interesting. It was a very awkward segment. Of course, it's two of your biggest stars. It's your titles. It's SmackDown <laughs> on Fox. It's the opening <laughs> segment. I mean, there's so many reasons why Vince is probably losing his damn mind. <laughs> yeah, Still. Right. Still, uh, it was very ugly. So, And then those two got into it afterwards. About you know, Yeah, I ugliness. read about that on Saturday morning as well. And was like, huh, interesting. Because yeah. uh, one of the things I read was that Charlotte was upset that Becky was trying to make her title reign look weak. Uh, and that's why she was just, just you know, instead of handing Sonya to build the belt so that Becky could grab it away from her, uh, she just dropped it on the floor like, here, you pick it up. Wow. Oh. I'm going to play it for you guys to see without audio so we don't have that crap okay. on okay. that, but you can kind of check it out. Okay. We'll do like a live reaction. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Mm -hmm. So we see Charlotte, uh, Charlotte takes very the belt slowly off. taking the belt off. And... Uh, Okay, she's supposed to hand so, it. Yeah, Sonya's oh, like, give Sonya me the belt. Sonya has turned her back get... now. Right. Sonya's like, give me the belt and I'll give it to them, right? right yeah, neither right. one of them wants to yeah, hand let me the belt. Oh, no. Oh, no. So Charlotte drops the belt. Sonya's like, okay, pick it up. Yeah. Neither yeah. one of them wants to be the first to hand their belt over to Sonya Deville. And again, that's okay. It didn't to... help that Charlotte was doing her thing and Sonya starts by looking at but then Becky distracts her attention. So yeah. so now so they're throwing either, the, yeah, they're both trying to upstage the other and I think they're putting Sonya Deville in a bad situation. Here. 100%. And now she's like, what the hell is this going on is here? So I mean, I'm kind of glad I'm not even seeing this or with audio. And because it's so it's such a that's so and I weird. Do, I'm going to pause it on the Michael Cole face palm and just <laughs> <laughs> again the, the crowd, wrong kind of clown show. The, WWE, yeah, the wrong kind of clown. The show. crowd is actually chanting Becky two belts to like encourage her to be as pratty as she's being. About, uh, like, and it's fine to, to sell that, belt. but you're overselling it. And yeah. like clearly yeah. there was a game plan that Sonya's trying to monitor and, and lead. Yeah. And you're just ignoring because there was a point where. Becky tried to take it from Sonya. Sonya's like, not yet, not yet. And right. Becky kept going for it. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah. not yet. Well, I'm trying to get to the it point. It feels like both Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins have decided to prematurely embarrass their child as much as possible. <laughs> yes. like, before they can actually be like, Mom, stop! <laughs> they're, they're like, no, we, we got to wear the goofiest stuff and be the brattiest heels possible. I, would, I think Seth's best Seth Rollins has ever been. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, although I'm still waiting. He, he's always been a brat. He's always been a low-key a-hole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he's taunted the elite for long before AEW even started, right? Like, the, the, all the, the Bullet Club stuff. Even, yeah. Like, he's always kept a pulse on what's happening outside of WWE. Never mentions it, but always is... Yep, there he is. To it. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Cole just like, Aww, oh, damn it. This is the first hands. time I've ever felt sorry for Michael Cole. <laughs> Shout out to Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. We feel sorry for Michael Cole right yeah. now. <laughs> that poor guy. You've done it. You put over Michael Finally! Yeah. <laughs> you mean his match with the king didn't do that? No, it's not. I read somewhere that uh, they changed the um, in the Saudi show. They changed the result for the uh, the the, uh, the 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 Bork match, but then realized that by changing that it wasn't going to work within the confines of the no holds barred rules. So they had what? to then switch it to it. Did anyone see any of this? No. Yeah, apparently, it was, so it was a, a, a no-holds-barred, you know, right, no, right. no rules match, and whatever, they're like, this is, we're changing the finish to the this, and then as they're going out there, or as they're, like, 20 minutes before the match, they're like, well, um, the stipulation will preclude this ending from actually working, so then they had to, like, double, so then uh, all I see, Bork has now been suspended in, in yeah. storyline, right, what happened, uh, what is the result of all this fallout, you watched it? Well, that's it, is, is you know, like you mentioned, they tried to... Do, they tried to Seth Rollins and fiend it, right? Okay. Let's let's. Well, it's always a good path try, to follow. That's yeah. a good template. <laughs> this worked. Let's do it again, right? <laughs> um, it's it's weird because the Brock Roman match is obviously like to me it was great. The story with Paul Heyman, great, all that fun stuff. But the timing's weird because I don't think it's time to have Roman without the belt. Yeah. But at the same time, Brock is kind of over. Okay. Which is weird. It, oh yeah, the face, fact he's face dressed rock. like Dean Ambrose, yeah. and somehow Pony we tail. like him now. And we like him. And honestly, I like I like this version of Brock. I like him. He's got a personality, all that. So the fact that it's not time to take the title off Roman, and Brock is liked, what do we do, right? Yeah. <laughs> because, right. And, and so the timing was off to have this match happen now. They should have had Brock come back and face a Seth Rollins or something mm -hmm. for a big match at Saudi, right? Something that Brock can go over cleanly without, you know, forcing a title onto him without taking it off of Roman. And you said, as you said, this is the best version of Rollins, but it's not as though he's, like, in the midst of a great run right, right. now. He's, yeah. he's portraying a great character, but I, I, what, what is he doing exactly? Like, where is he where's headed, he right? right? Yeah. Like, where's the Yeah, the they've got him in a program with Edge, but... You know, I mean, you also drafted both of them to Raw, so you could very easily have just continued the program right over there. I mean, I think it was time for that to end, but I think Seth is just his his promos are stellar. Oh yeah, the suits are, are outrageous, and that adds to you hating him. No, his him. character's outstanding. His character is outstanding, and I think Seth's at a point where he's done enough where he doesn't need a title. Right? I think the fact that he's in a program with Edge, yeah. he's in a Hell in a Cell match at a big event with Edge is enough, whether he wins okay. or not. And he beat right. Edge clean once. He beat yeah. him at Madison Square yes. Garden. So it's like, even though he lost to Edge twice, it's still Edge, still a Hall of Famer. So I think it doesn't hurt Seth yeah. at all. If anything, especially the type of heel he is, we would say this about Sami Zayn too, losses like this help him. Because right. now he yeah. can come out and bitch and moan and complain, and it just adds to the heel character that he is already portraying. But he's trapped in a weird area where, like, this is traditionally the kind of, like, this is, to me, Edge should be... 
uh, you know, like a ricochet, someone who you need the rub, right? Yeah. yeah. So we're already saying, so Seth had, Seth is at the peak of his game. Right. But he's a guy who held the title for a long time. Yeah. Sure. But now he's at the peak of his game, and he's working, like, with a legend to get a rub. But for what? I think it's more about Edge. I think Edge doesn't want to do that right now. I think he wants to have all the dream matches he never thought he could have. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. And that's worthwhile. Yeah. Edge yeah. Yeah. is almost in that, like, that CM Punk thing right now over right. in AEW, where it's like, okay... Who can I work with that I never thought I would work with or that has come Right, in? both guys, I think, who probably spent years of their lives saying, this stage of my life is behind me. Yes. And now yes. it's like, oh, I, I, I can still do this. And it turns out I still like doing this. So right. now there's a whole world opened up. But is it better to go that route or the Christian route where Christian is not doing it, but he's still having a decent run and he's just doing shit and just, it, it's almost like he's just, you know what, I don't want to have all these big matches. Don't yeah. force me into all these big things. I just want to act like I never quit wrestling. Treat me as if I was just a full-time professional wrestler this entire time. I mean, I mean but who, I mean, who knows what Christian really wants? Because, I mean, he could like that role of being, like, the veteran backstage and helping the kids. Yeah. Sure. I'm, sure, right. I mean, I'm sure all wrestlers do always want the, you know, the spotlight and whatnot. But, like, he seems to be the type of guy who likes helping out the young guys and likes... I mean, because, okay, I'm at, okay. We've never, I mean, maybe I'm speaking too broadly amongst this group, but like, I think of guys like Christian, I think of guys like Edge, I think of guys like Daniel Bryan, think, you know, that life was taken from them. Mm -hmm. right. And now they finally have it back. Yes. So, I mean, obviously they want to get the dream matches, but I think it's just the idea of just being around yeah. the, the people and, and living that life again is also kind of good enough. Yeah. You know? I think of what plays a role with those, like if we're talking about Christian Edge and CM Punk, and they all look great, Christian looks the best, in my opinion. I would agree. In the yeah. And I think that's known. And I think with that, even though it's great to have CM Punk back, great to have Edge back, how long do we really have with those two? Right. Right? Because Edge has already gotten hurt since he's been back once. Yes. Yeah. Right? So, how long do we have? You know what? Let's get these matches out. Right? CM Punk, Darby sure. Allen, CM Punk, the Edge, this, that. Christian, we're like, he's going to Just the way he looks, how healthy he looks, everything, They, I think they have faith that we have him for a few years. Right. I don't think the faith is there that they have CM Punk for a few years, Edge for a few years, at least as a full-time wrestler. Right. Let's get these, these matches we want to see them in now. It's and it does feel like Christian has had a pretty solid career as far as, like, injuries go. Like, I, I don't... I don't remember Christian being out for, you know, half a year at no. a time because he because of injury. He seems to be one of those wrestlers that wrestles a style that's very healthy for yes. him in the same way that like the Miz has said before that like he wrestles the style he wrestles because then he can wrestle every night. Yes. Yeah. You know. Well, uh, why did um, f refresh my memory was was did, was Christian sidelined for a number of years due to concussion? Type injuries? I don't remember that, yeah. but I also like that would make a ton of sense. But there, there was a period of time where like they just weren't using him, almost like Mickey James, where it's right. like you're on you're on the roster and you're making the bare minimum of what we can pay you, but like we just don't have anything for you right, right now. Right. Kind of. I thought he was an injury guy too. I'm just, I didn't know. I don't that think he was, that he I could was. be wrong. I don't hmm, think that I he was. Think. From what I remember, he was pretty consistently there. Um, I don't remember a period because he. I think what you could be referring to is the fact that he left for Impact. And he was in TNA for Yeah, it's entirely yeah. possible. Right, and I think, because he was pretty consistent until about 04, 05 with 
and that was with WWE, and that's when he went over to TNA. Yeah, that was when he was really starting to take off with uh, like the the Peep Show yes. and, yes. and calling his fans Peeps and stuff, and like we were really into Christian, yes. and they refused to put him in the main event. Yeah. So he was like, "Look, it's not working out here. I'm going to go to a smaller pond where exactly. I'm a bigger fish." And then he came back to the new ECW in like '08. And then he retired in what eleven, twelve. Okay. Yeah. So I think he, I think he was pretty consistently there um, until the retirement was he forced. He was just and ready yeah. to try some different things out on his life. Interesting. Which, I didn't, I didn't know that. Which I mean, I more mean, power too. Oh yeah. yeah, totally. Like I mean, if you, if you're not happy doing a thing, don't do the thing. No, I do think that his retirement was forced to injury. I don't think he dealt with injuries throughout his career though. Right. Uh, I think it was an injury in like eleven or twelve that yeah. made him go, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, he was consistently there. I he could have come back from that injury. He just thought, like, I'm not going to fight for a year. Sure, sure. To get in peak shape to go. Yeah, so I can continue to be in the big car. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. Oh, a weird thing, too, about these guys that you have to kind of consider, at least something that, like, is in the back of my mind, is, you know, there's there's special attractions. Mm-hmm. But you also don't want to go to that well too often and get people, like, sick of them. Yeah, like yes. you, you never. You, I mean, I, it, I find it so hard to believe that like a CM Punk could like grow old to an audience, but right. like also like you don't, you want it to, you want it to be a la Brock Lesnar, where it's like if he shows up, it's like hell yeah, or right. if he's in the ring, yes, right. I have to watch this. So it, it's a, it's a weird, delicate balance that all of the companies really have to kind of you know figure out. And I hope they figure it out with CM Punk because I think you know Edge and CM Punk are the first ones, and we'll throw Christian in there too of the older wrestlers coming back but full-time, right? Mm-hmm. right. We've seen what they've done with Brock Lesnar to keep him, you know, to pop alive. He comes in for a match, he takes the title home for six months, and then he shows up again. Same with Goldberg. He comes in for a match, he leaves for six months, and comes back again. If they can find a way to keep these guys relevant but keep them there week after week full-time, like CM Punk, Edges, and Christian, that's what you need to start doing with these guys because... I don't want to see what we had our span of five years of Brock Lesnar in and out, in and out, in and out at right. the same time that Goldberg was in and out and at the same time that The Undertaker was in and out and it was old. Yeah. And then The Rock would try to appear and try to do a match. And I'm just like, okay. And I, th- I think we're probably all on the same page in that well, like, if you're going to have a Rock or a Goldberg or something like that when they come back, don't put them in a title match, man. Yes. Yeah. Like, the fact that we're getting to see Goldberg wrestle one more time should be enough of a draw that there, sh- there doesn't, don't get put a title in that story as well. Right. Just right. you know, make a story where Goldberg wants to beat the crap out of Bobby Lashley for reasons, and that's what they turned it and into. Then, yeah, and then you know that just give me that. And I and I think that was got. It's weird to say Raw has actually done good here to, with at least their title picture because they had it on Bobby. They had Goldberg coming after Bobby, and they really they knew Big E was going to be the next guy up. And the way they did that was have Bobby attack Goldberg's son during their title match. Right. So now Goldberg even came out and cut a promo saying, I don't even give a, I don't even give a fuck about the title anymore. Right. You put your hands on my son, that's it. Yeah. In the meantime, Bobby lost, a t- lost the title to Big E, and now that title can move on, yet Goldberg and Bobby can mm-hmm. still do their thing. And I think that's if you're going to have Goldberg and Bobby, Goldberg at all, that's the way to do it. Yes. Right? And plus, Big E is obviously the fucking man when it comes to... You know, being the face of the company right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how cool is it to like see that all three members of the New Day have finally kind of gotten their yes, yeah, their yes. moment now that Xavier has gotten King of the Ring. Yes. yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. And it's funny too because we were talking about how Xavier was like, you know, pumping it up, 
weeks yeah. in advance before the even tournament began. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like he's crown been, me. Crown me. He's, yeah. been, he's been pushing for years. Yes. So it's like, we need to bring back King of the Ring so I can win it. Because yeah. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> um, and I will throw out there for, you know, Shawnee will love it. Shout out to uh, throwing Finn Balor on Rowan in the tournament, and we still haven't heard anything as to why the ring exploded underneath. Still nothing, eh? Still nothing. <laughs> what if that's Finn Balor's new gimmick, is that whenever he goes up for the coup de gras, the ring breaks? <laughs> so well. Roger dance Finn Balor. Right. And since, I mean, okay, even if, at this point it's too long, even if they try to, oh, let's rewind, by the way, this happened. Like, right, yeah. How the hell do you allow that to happen, and nothing comes of it? Yeah. Like, it's one thing if Finn was, wasn't on TV. He's on TV. How is he okay? I'm just going to go win the King of the Ring tournament. I don't give a fuck that the ring just exploded underneath me. Yep. I'm not going to try to figure that out. <laughs> I'm just going to go win the tournament. How the hell does that make any sense? Oh, you you, you young child. You Get know. out of here. I know. I know. Like I, you've never seen the WWE just well, blow past gonna, the story no, points. But listen, though. That one, and I'll admit, yes, I was wrong, but that one to me seemed too obvious too big of a moment to just act like it didn't happen. Yes, yeah. they've blown past story points in the past. The ring blew up underneath him. Yeah. In the main event of a title match right. on pay-per-view. You had one of your commentators say, this is just Bush League. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like... God bless Pat McAfee. Oh, my God, I love him. But how do you not say something? How do you not have him say something about it even if you don't want to do something right now with it, at yep. least have Finn mention, like, I'm aware that happened, I'm going to figure it out, but I want to focus on the tournament now. Something, even if you don't have anything until the Rumble or something for yep. him when it comes to that. Have him mention it, you know what I mean? But I will also bring up... Oh, did I leave? Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize, because I, I, I looked at the time, and Corey has to work at 1, and I'm like, did they not go to work? No, <laughs> no they left. Okay, I apologize. Continue with your stream of thought before I interrupt you again. Okay, so the one thing I'll bring up if we go, I'm going to go way back, 17 years ago. Yes, I'm older than 17. When barely. Under, barely. I, I made it. I can, I can drink, damn it. All right, so. <laughs> I'm a man. I can drink. I'm a man. Um, when Undertaker first came back. Mm -hmm. That was a slow build as well, though, without really mentioning it until it was too obvious. Now, this has already gotten past the point of being too obvious, but, like, Kane would be in matches, and the yeah. lights would go out, lights would come back on, the match would happen, and then they would move the fuck on. You know what I mean? And it really, you know, that started in, like, November-ish. Yep. And they really didn't do anything with it until uh, they interrupted the Royal Rumble match. But even then, it was still not until the build-up to actual WrestleMania where For they sure. were like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? Like, it, the lights didn't just accidentally go out. There's something going on here, so... There is an art form to whenever The Undertaker comes back, how they can work around the fact that Mark's only going to be there maybe twice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Which, how do we... How do we? And you've seen, you've seen him do that with, like, Brock Lesnar or other guys. It's like, okay, they're only going to show up for, like, the match... Or the night before WrestleMania and, like, maybe somewhere in February. Yep. And, okay. and, like, but with The Undertaker, it always works. Yes. Because he's got the spooky bullshit, so we can do, we can pull that stuff. And then one last thing, you mentioned, shout out to Mark for bringing out Pitbull on stage. At, at oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Why? Do you, you throw think... all, you went all the way to Saudi Arabia for Pitbull? Okay, so. Oh, you got paid a lot of money. It cannot be a coincidence that Mark 
is it Galloway? Mark Cal Calloway. Calloway. That Mark Calloway is in Saudi Arabia the same week that the WWE is. Like, he hitched a ride on the plane with the rest of the yeah, wrestlers. So <laughs> spiteful. Do what a bitch. Do you think if it hadn't hit the news that the night before he was at the Pitbull show, do you think he was supposed to be at the pay-per-view? Probably. And then they, they were like, oh, shit, people saw you at Pitbull last night. I guess we, I guess that closed that. <laughs> Wait. People saw you at Pitbull. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> it's ruined. It was supposed to be a huge surprise, <laughs> and you went and did this concert, and then it hit social media because I'm a 70-year-old man and don't understand how social media works. That's so a sentence that was going to happen. Thought, Damn, they, they saw Undertaker at Pitbull. Yeah. Now ruined. we can't bring him back. Son of a bitch. Oh, he was supposed man. to interrupt Brock and Roman. Right. I feel like he was. I mean, it's, it can't be coincidental. Yeah. He had to have. I mean, he had to have already planned to be there. It's not like, oh, I gotta go all the way to Saudi Arabia for a concert. Wait, WWE's in town? Oh, hey, Vince, how I, convenient. Uh, yeah. I didn't even put that. Funny that seeing much you guys together. here. I thought that's why he was doing. It. I thought he was there to promote the show. Right. Hmm. Hey, when you guys are done with this awesome concert tonight. We've got tickets for you for a, <laughs> a wrestle show tomorrow. It's curiouser and curiouser. You know? Pitbull and wrestling fans, same, one and the same, okay? He's done a, I'm sure he's done a theme at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Worldwide. I feel like he's performed at a media. He has. Yeah, I yeah. think he's done yeah. There you go. So, like, he has a working relationship with the company. He knows what's up. He was probably on the plane as well. <laughs> it, was, it was the plane ride from hell 2021. Oh, God. <laughs> Bailey, just because... Pitbull was practicing whatever it is he does on stage. He's sort of like an MC that he has is. music behind him, right? Like he's not exactly an artist or. He said DJ Khaled wasn't okay with uh, you know stepping aside and letting someone else be the star. Yeah. Yeah. Because all he does is MC and produce, but he, need, white he pants. needs yeah he needs to be the star though. Yeah. Where DJ Khaled will produce and just be like you know I'm just gonna say my name a couple times, but you guys can run the show. Yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> So you said you you kept up with Bound for Glory last night. Yeah, on, what, what on happened? Twitter, there was not a heavyweight title match, was there? There was. I thought most one. Was there? Because like I was, I was looking. I had read last night. I, first of all, I thought it was interesting that they were having a pay per view the same night Dynamite was on Saturday. Yeah, mm. um, I that and they actually, from what I was reading, moved the pay per view to ten o'clock, so they weren't uh, overlapping with Dynamite. That makes sense. Which is fascinating, but somebody on one of the the dirt sheets had said that um, as of last night, the the working relationship between AEW and Impact is over. Oh, and oh I, I don't know how true that is, and I don't well, know. And that, that hold on, that, if that's why, because then Moose would have beat Christian then. Right, and that's what I was looking for after I read it. It was like, okay, well then who is Christian dropping the title to no, tonight? Do and they still have? I don't think Christian defended last night. I thought he was on the card. I thought I read that there had been a double switch of the title somehow. I didn't bother to no, read the article because, because it was Impact. Well, let right. me go through and read the whole yes. results because I'm reading Impact's tweet. By the way, this this is every wrestling fan right now, so anyone listening can't be mad at us because every wrestling fan just watches Impact on Twitter, okay? It's a thing. <laughs> I mean, I used to watch it a little more closely, but I, I didn't watch it last night. I was prepping all of this for my gentleman. All this beautiful food. Yes. I mean, while I'm figuring that out, the inspiration, a.k.a. They the iconics, did. are knockout tactics. They champions. beat my girl, Rosemary. Sorry, and, buddy. Yeah, bumped me out. Uh, let's see what else happened. You gotta be joking me. Trey McGill. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Great deadpan delivery, well sir. 
Trey Miguel's X Division champion. Okay. Um, I think the Good Brothers won their match, so they're still the tag champions. Rhino returned again to save Heath. Is that uh, is that? Oh. Yeah. Is that, is that what Rhino does now? We're just, yeah. Go away. Return to save Heath. Go yeah. away. Okay. Rhino and Heath Slater. Yeah, that's fair. He's got kids. Um, he He's got kids. He had a lot. He's going got kids. On. Rhino's got a boat. The demon is in the call, uh, call your shot. <laughs> yes, they currently have. I, I saw that on Twitter. They currently have a wrestler dressed as Gene Simmons from Kiss called the Demon. What? <laughs> I can't believe Gene Simmons would allow that to happen because yeah. that man loves himself some kind. Yeah, no, there's yeah, there's yeah. there's no way that guy exists and isn't paying Gene Simmons in some capacity. Uh, that yeah. is absolutely happening. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I I, huh. I, I was like. I'd heard this was happening and never seen it until today. All right, so this is how this went down. Moose won the Call Your Shot Battle Royal. Okay. Josh Alexander beat Christian for the world title. Okay. Ah. And then Moose, Moose called his shot. Called his shot after. And now Moose is world champion. You know what else is fascinating that I saw on Twitter is that Call Your Shot Battle Royal, intergender. Hmm. Ah, so they can that. get Jordan Grace in there. Yeah, there were men and women in that battle royal, which was fascinating. Oh, and Mickey James. Uh, Mickey their, James is their women's title yeah, their women's last style. night. Yeah, so, off of Deanna Perrazzo. So I mean, that kind of checks out for you saying AEW Impact aren't working together. That's true. Yeah, get the title off Christian so he can go to AEW. Yeah, so he can he can return to AEW. And also, you know, I'm I'm sure even if both companies aren't working together anymore, um, you can't tell. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows that they can't just go hang out with their friends on Wednesday. That's going to be interesting now you said because they were they were facing Finn Juice again last night which that's been going on forever. Um, so yeah they were facing them and I don't know how that's going to work now. I mean it, I've seen before knowing this I've seen a few things now that Adam Cole and Young Bucks and Omega all together like no one really cares about Gallows and Anderson. Nope. <laughs> anymore. Nope. No we one got really shiny, a shiny new Adam Cole toy. Adam and Cole. They're just in the background And then the now. Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. So, like, if anyone's got to be canceled out, sorry, it's a good brother. Well, it's true. I mean, because I'm sorry, like, the super click mattered more, I think, to wrestling fans. I mean, look, I love the Good Brothers. Uh, but I feel like they are also another group where it's like sparingly use them sparingly because yes. yeah. they. I mean, I love the gimmick. Don't get me wrong, but like it can get old very quick. Yeah, we get it, Carl. You're masturbator. Uh, <laughs> every week I turn on the lead. I'm like, I yeah. like these jokes. However, well, it's just, the problem is it's the same joke. It's that one. Yes. It's, yeah. it's my hot Asian wife. It's, or sour face. Yeah. Sour boy. Sour boy. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, guys, come on. Like, and I kind of felt that way when they were with AJ. You know what I mean? And you know, sure. it kind of got you know a little old after a while because again, it's the same jokes over and over. Uh, and speaking of which, AJ and Finn are on the same show finally, which a lot of people are. Oh, are, I didn't think that. Are going crazy about that. That's so, fun. Yeah. I have to say, I am curious about the reset between Raw and SmackDown with the with the roster split, which, or with the 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 redraft. Yeah, like there are. There's enough change that I'm kind of interested. How what does the show look like in like four weeks? Right. What are the new programs well, that you put together in the next four weeks? I like the fact that they did the draft and then oh, but the new rosters don't go into effect till after Crown Jewel. Right. Yeah. But then they. It basically, and I enjoyed this, it turned into everyone on both shows for a while. Yeah. Yes. Because they were pushing the Bianca, Sasha, Becky match on both shows. The only thing that was really brand specific was 
the the world title matches. Right. Everything else, everyone was kind of jumping around both shows, and I enjoy. That's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. I do think this is the last split that we're gonna have for a minute. I think they're gonna ride this out as long as they have, and I think maybe after Mania or something, they're gonna be like, "Cool, everyone's back together." Um, but yeah, I think there's enough change to keep it different and interesting to WrestleMania. And it's know. fascinating. I, I remember. I mean, this is a, a episode from years and years ago. But uh, they did an episode of uh, Conrad and um, Brother Love yeah. uh, podcast talking about the the first roster split, and the initial idea wasn't to do it every year. Was to like split the rosters, and those are the rosters uh, for a while. Forever, they did it because the the next draft wasn't for over two years later. Wow. Yeah, but like the, the it's it's fascinating to think that they didn't. They didn't look at the concept and be like, "Oh, this is something we could probably do every year, and that'll like refresh everything and shake everything up, and that'll be great." No, yeah, I mean that's. It, They're like, "No, we're gonna draft the rosters, and then we're not gonna talk about it for like five years." That's great, and that's how it should be because then when they, you know, when you have, you know, co-branded matches or pay-per-views, it's like, "Oh man, back then it was like I haven't seen Kurt Angle and Triple H on the same show in three years. Holy shit!" Like right. that kind of thing. Now you don't have that anymore. Plus, they do it right before Survivor Series, which is Raw versus SmackDown. So right. it's like. Yeah, that's dumb. It defeats the purpose. Doing it like right after WrestleMania, like they did the first yes. time, is a, is a way better scheduling for that kind of but thing. But I definitely think if they need to do it, they need to. Plus, Vince is so fickle, it doesn't matter. It's, yeah, it's right. true. Like, very right. true. I think that's the biggest problem is that there's just got to be some consistency, right? Like, yeah. the idea that you need to have rankings to make it more like a sport. No, you just have to have some vague rules that we generally follow. Yes. Yeah. Right? I think that's why people. Like, the, I see arguments online all the time, like, oh, well, this person can take uh, the belt away, the, but you got angry when Brock did it. Well, the problem is, is that we had 20 years of WWE a certain way. Yes. And then you said, you know what, we're changing it. And we had to, like, stomach that. We had to say, okay, you're going to change things on me. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swallow it. Right. But then every six weeks, you just arbitrarily decide, like, it's... It's a little different now. Now, now God's intervening, right? Like, wait, wait a minute, <laughs> what? You know, um, and I think that's what, what it has become so frustrating over time. It's like, I, I think that if you gave us, everyone wants, it, it's just like sports fans, right? Like baseball fans, what will make baseball fans angrier than anything? Strike zones. Yep. You know, we can argue about whether we should use the little computer generator, should you get rid of umps, use the little, right. like, like. You, we just want consistency, yes, and yeah. we don't even care what it is. Yes, you know, yeah. There's a lot of kicking and screaming when something's been a certain way for a long time, but it changes. But as long as it then becomes consistent, well, that's not how it has gone. It has gone from, like Vince has said, you know, we're going to change the way we've done it for 20 years, and then we're just going to keep changing it uh, arbitrarily. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, It's not as though Vince comes out and says, well, we experimented, and this is why I've done this. It's just, you know, I'm a cranky old man with a power uh, complex, and I just I'm constantly pulling the rug out from under my workers, my fans, yeah. uh, my investors, oh, my right. co-contractors in big business, my shareholders, like uh, the, the the police investigating Jimmy Snuka. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that Vince looks at every problem as just another like, oh, I can bring my carnyism to this now. Yep. Yeah. How can how can I, I mean, pull the rug out from under these people the way I've done it to everyone else so far? True, it took exactly two uh, two uh, two um, trips in a ten year contract with Saudi, and clearly he tried to pull the rug on somebody because that plane didn't leave, right? Oh, right. right. And the third time, must have cleared up because the plane left. Um, <laughs> the he, fact, figured, he figured out where the line was. Yeah. The yeah. fact he tried to like think like, oh, I could mess with these, like 
they're the Saudi royal family yeah. fucker. Like, what? Come on. Right. Seriously. Sociopath games, right? I like, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm the biggest it, dog in the yard. Yeah. 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 Are you really? Because we're a country. I'm yeah. such yeah. an yeah. army. I'm such we a have oil. You have stooges, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You guys that do flips, we have all the oil in the world. Incidentally, I saw a, a meme that uh, that uh, uh, Minoru Suzuki right now is the same age that Gerald Briscoe was when he was one of uh, McMahon's stooges. Oh really? my God! Yeah, yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh wow. boy. That's amazing because I was just about to say in a Vince McMahon voice, "Well, Gerald Briscoe will get me out of Saudi Arabia. That'll yeah. be fine." Now, in the meantime, if he said. Minoru Suzuki. Well, maybe, 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 maybe. maybe. Like, I mean, I still like the Saudis and the oil money and the army and the bone saw. However, it's Minoru Suzuki <laughs> and Minoru Grandpa. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I would have never, as wrestlers, though, it's a big show, obviously, for them, whatever, but I would never want to go back. Oh, absolutely. No. Like, it's I, the it's... craziest thing. I, mean, I still feel like we haven't heard everything that happened on that trip. No, but I have to believe that behind the scenes, there's so much corporate push of, like, look, we're changing the culture. Yeah. We're making it better for these people. If you think it's bad there, just imagine how much sunlight you're going to put in the people's lives by being an American performer and showing them what. You're going to show the women, but performing, that the sky's the limit. One day, a thousand years from now, when the Saudi royal family has a change of heart, women are going to be able to wear shorts because you showed up and wrestled in the curtain jerking match. Yeah. You know, like, right. uh, that now. Yeah. How, how about no? Yeah. <laughs> I'll pass. I know, like, they don't even allow, like, women spectators to buy tickets alone. They have to be accompanied yeah. by a man. So, like, there's still a ways away from, like, <laughs> right. you know, true, like, I mean, we can just, you know, or I'm not going to veer this conversation into, like, equality because that's going to just totally bring down the mood right. and then it's just like me on my soapbox and my women's lib issues but uh yeah like you're not changing shit no. uh, especially when i i know this is oh god this is such a a silly gripe but the women when they wrestle and they're they're in their gear yeah. but then they're wearing the big t-shirts like they're a fat kid at a pool yeah. <laughs> you know it's just like you guys come on yeah. Can't they wear something? Like, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. Don't they got it. to wear a not face covering, and I, that's progress. You know, yeah, they did get to show their hair. So, I mean, I guess that is that is a step in the right direction. Right. But it, I digress. And it's you say all this, and I, I start to wonder, man, does the company run these people's Twitter accounts or what? Because you have, like, I saw the referee, uh, Jessica Carr. Did, I was going to say, did you see Edge's post yeah. with Jessica Carr and his, like, Verbiage was exactly what you were saying. Like, look at the progress we're making. Mm -hmm. yeah. and I'm just like, like do you really referee. feel that way? Do you do like do all these women that went over there and performed and they posted about how great it felt? And that, does it? Does it? Like, yeah. No, there's a company. The company line. Yeah, there's a yeah. company line. That, and it's the right to buy or not buy. However, it's biased. Like, you're not objective. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's the problem with them pulling uh, pulling the rug out from under all the social media folks, right? The uh, the ability to run uh, a Twitch channel, right? Because yeah. we don't want you actually, we don't want someone going on Twitch and saying, you know, well, they told us all this, this, and this, and this, but I was just there for the paycheck and it was fun and I don't mind going to something. Like, wait, wait, they don't want that. But we know. Yeah. We know. Yeah, we know. Anyone who's ever touched corporate America knows how corporate America works and, you know, this idea... I've uh, I've 
voluntarily cleaned up my social media since I started working at the clinic. Mm-hmm. And they don't, I mean, when I took in my interview for the clinic, they didn't even ask me about my tattoos. They didn't look at my tattoos. I showed up covered in tattoos thinking, I hope I'm able to get a job looking like this. I have a completely liberal workplace, but I, I just am conscious of, like, I don't want to embarrass my employer. Of course, yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of people have that mentality, whereas WWE is like, you don't want to embarrass your employer, right? right. Like, it's yeah. sort of this heavy-handed uh, idea that, um, yeah, you want to go for the brass ring, but if you know you're not going for the brass ring, don't complain about the fact that this is a bullshit, right? You have to be a Miro. You have to go to the other company and say... I worked so hard. You saw how hard I worked because I was the most over in those buildings. Yes. And my reward was no more Rusev Day because we want someone else to be over. Yep. You know, I mean, how much fun would it like? It's like you didn't, Miro was not, because he has an accent, he was not going to be allowed to be the next rock. Right. Yeah. If things yeah. had gone naturally, you would have, instead of, uh, you would have Big E, uh, you would have uh, Brock. You would have Roman, and you would probably still have Miro as this probably. this uh, this out this dark horse, and yeah. you would have just these. But instead, they're like, nah, the um, uh, Goldberg doesn't have an accent. <laughs> like, wait, right. what? Right. What? Right, right. Oh God. But on the women's side of things, you have a Becky Lynch. You know. But I mean, there was stuff that came out where uh, what's his face, Kevin Dunn. Hated when she spoke because her Irish accent was so thick. Right. Like, and and obviously she's overcome that, mainly in due in part to the fans pushing her over the right. edge. You know, you know, with the whole man gimmick and and stuff. Um, so it's just it's such a weird, such a weird place to think about yeah. like working. Yeah, because there's so many like strange arbitrary things that right. like, put a roadblock in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, like you're saying, like if you have an accent, so when you speak it's not perfectly clear. Or we've heard before that like uh Vince McMahon originally wasn't very high in JR because he had a southern accent. Right. Well he's not a southern wrestling guy, Vince right. McMahon, even though he grew up in North Carolina. In a, in a town called Manly, by the way, which is hilarious. That, that checks out. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, it's just, it's so, it's the, it's the most bonkers thing in the world. And it's one of those things where, like, I wish we would get a proper Vince McMahon, like, memoir or biopic, something that was absolutely the truth. Because we're never going, we're never going to know the real story behind a lot of stuff because he has too much power to, to block all that shit. Yeah. You know, but the beautiful thing is that when they do release this this official biography, whenever it finally comes out, yeah. Yeah. then because you, you've put the clamp on all, uh, all our ability to know reality, you're going to allow the muckrakers to to augment what they're able to find out yeah, with true. whatever bullshit of their own they want to. And that's, that's, the, that's the penalty. That's the price you pay for trying to control the narrative that's so tightly true, right? is yeah. that the people who are in opposition can also then augment the reality to their liking. And that's everybody who's not you, sir. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if one person tries to be like, I'm, I'm the one who actually controls reality. No, no. All, that means each of us who are not you Right. can take our own reality and we're, we're going to also augment the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. See, one so. thing I worry too is whenever this, you know, biopic, whatever it is, comes out, which will probably be after Vince is gone, how much has it ruined WWE? Right. Because, right. you know, like, there's probably a lot of from the Saudi to the other incidents or whatever, 
I mean, even look how much it's ruined uh, just with Dark Side of the Ring and certain details come out from yeah. those kind of things. Yeah. How much is there to really come out that WWE is going to get fucked just for the fact that this all took place under their name? Yeah. You know what I mean? How much the owner running everything did to certain people or, you know, certain yeah. workers or whatever it may be. And, you know, that that's an ugly thought to think about. Though. Well, it's a weird thing, too, because even as wrestling fans, like, the first couple of years of watching wrestling, you're not even thinking about what's going on in the background. Right. You're just like, this is a fun storytelling media. Right. This is really neat. But the longer you watch wrestling, the more you become invested in, like, well, what are the people like when they're not being a character? And what right. is the backstage like? And how do you put the th whole thing together and everything? Yeah. And the more that you come up... Why is Jimmy Snuka alone? <laughs> <laughs> but you start to hit this point where, like, you know bad shit's happening. Yes. Yeah. And you become somewhat complacent as a fan in it, uh, you know, to a degree. It's like, well, I'm going to continue supporting this medium because I like the entertainment medium, even if quite a few of the people that are working within that medium are scumbags. Yes, yeah. And it's, it becomes this whole thing. You see, you see it in almost any type of entertainment that we live, you know, and we live in, in this decade, generation yeah. of, like, everything you like, something terrible is happening underneath the surface. Yeah, right. But what can you, how can you enjoy it, or what can you do to augment, to, to try and, like, I, I can't think of the right words, but to appropriately consume the entertainment. Well, that's the thing, because then us as fans start to feel bad for enjoying this, right? Right. Yes. For example, I took you know my girlfriend to Raw a few years back, right? Uh, my girlfriend, who is Filipino, uh, will never like Alexa Bliss, no matter what she does, because I went there when she was in a, a program with Asuka, oh, no. and there was a, a mention in one of her uh, segments between those two where Asuka said something and Alexa, being the heel, was told to say, I can't even understand you. Yeah. Mm, well, similarly, Jesus. a couple of... And, of course, Mia's reaction was, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Similarly, a couple of weeks ago when MJF was in the ring with Darby Allin and was pulling his heel shit, like, Amy was in the room while I was watching it and was like, I know you guys love MJF because he's 100% heel. He crossed the line. I can't, I'm not cool with him at all. Like, the things he said to Darby Allen were not cool in the least. Yeah, yeah. And, like, once again, the line is different for all of us as right. far as, like, okay, I can't, in good conscience, it's why with the Saudi Arabia shows happen, it turns into a, are you are you really going to sit down and watch this, or right. are you going to, you know, I mean, draw I, the line by not watching this thing? We talked about it, even, like, hosting a pay-per-view pod, I'm like, I ain't doing an episode on that one. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah, exactly, and it, you know, it, it's a it's a different question for everyone. Mm. You know, right. Do you st are you still a Jimmy Snuka fan? Yeah, <laughs> right. Still, right. Well, yeah. I mean, do you still like Hulk Hogan? Like, yeah, for I mean, sure. there, there's there's a I feel like gosh, I mean, especially like with like the old timers and stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, do you really like Undertaker, Ric Flair? Yeah, I mean, who Ric Flair especially? Ric Flair, Jesus oh, Christ! I mean, it, there's so. It's a weird business. It's, it's fascinating, too, because the, the whole Ric Flair thing that happened with Dark Side of the Ring was probably the last big ratings episode they've had. Like, really? consistently, week after week, I'll hear... Because, I mean, for one thing, they're covering things that are much more niche now. They're covering, like, Japanese Deathmatch wrestlers and yeah. uh, Chris yeah. Canyon and that kind of thing. Right. You know, they're not covering China or Hulk Hogan or, you thing. know, people who are that huge we know names. are issues that we want to hear more about because, again... 
we, we talked about Canyon on the show sure. after it came out, and to an extent, I didn't fully disagree with what they were saying. He wasn't that good, yeah. right? You know, obviously there were certain parts of it that is a different story, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, they tried to throw John Cena under the bus at the time, and even Ric Flair at the time. Right, because um, they were... Because they were asked in interviews, and they said... No, he wasn't, you know, he yeah. just wasn't cutting it. He wasn't that great or whatever. Right. And at the same time, watching back, I, I mean, I watched when he came over in, in the invasion. Oh, sure. He wasn't that good. No, he was definitely mid-card. He right? was a smaller guy. He was mid-card. And you wonder how much of that is, uh, you know, wrestling with the lisp. I mean, we just talked sure. 15 minutes ago about how Miro couldn't get over right. because sure. he's got an accent. I'm sure having a lisp and trying to cut a promo doesn't help your case whatsoever well, either. Well, I, I think covering that kind of stuff for Dark Side of the Ring is... Wrestling for Vince McMahon. Right. That's right. the that, thing, yes. right? Yes. yes. He's got... And this is why I call him a sociopath, right? There was a book released uh, four or five years ago called The Psychopath Test. And I will say, in the book, it said, do not be the person who goes out calling out psychopaths because you're an asshole if you do it. So... I'm that asshole. <laughs> Just like, as you guys have said, is it appropriate for all these people to do this? It's inappropriate for me to constantly bring up Jimmy Snuka. Right now, I'm being sure. the asshole, and there are going to be people who hear that and are offended, and I get that. And, yes. And I'm not going to apologize for for offending you. I guess I will say I understand why you would not want to listen to me, but I think if you listen to my total body of work, you understand where I'm coming from. And that's, I think, sort of how the world is shaking out right now. Yeah. Right? And I think it's the way you do it, too, because like you see in certain movies and anything when you know, you want to portray the bad guy, they're sexist, they're racist, whatever, mm-hmm. and they sure. make comments because their goal, their goal is to be hated. That's And it's to show this is what happens, and then nine times out of ten, the good guy comes through and comes through, right? So you still, but you still have those comments in the movie, in the show, in your product. Yes. Right? I think it's different with wrestling because you're in front of a live audience, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So now you have, like I had said, with my Filipino girlfriend sitting in the crowd, you know, in public, and this comment happens, and we're listening to, you know, people in the crowd agreeing with Alexa. Uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like that that's when it turns into. Yeah. Are, are you are you getting people to cheer for the underdog, the punching up or the punching down? Yes, right. a huge part of it. But Vince McMahon, the pictures he's got, the big T-Rex head behind him. And one of the things I got from that psychopath test was the chapter on how so many people who are, like, I'm at the top of the game, love Apex Predator stuff, right? And Vince McMahon has Apex Predator glasses on. And if you have a lisp, you're not an Apex. And that's that's exactly, I think, why we, we can cut society into two different types of people. People who like Nazis and people who don't like Nazis, right? <laughs> the I'm apex, are you at the top? <laughs> yes. The top, you have an imperfection, then fuck you. Yeah. Right. right. This mentality, because sure. I am an apex predator, you will never be at my level if you if you don't live up to the standards that I have created. And the, and the Nazis were the ultimate worst, right? And, and all of it's arbitrary, right? We're all on a timeline that has an unfortunate ending. It doesn't matter how big your office is. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You know, it doesn't matter how many... I am not make another joke about Jimmy Snuka. But, <laughs> <laughs> but this... And I think that, you know... Um, so what this long diatribe I'm making here is why it's hard to be a wrestler for Vince McMahon, who yeah. has the standard of... Right. Look, and, and everyone always says, well, the one thing we respect about Vince McMahon is he's always willing to put himself out there. He's... Not asking anybody to do the thing that he wouldn't do. Right. However, what he is asking for people to do is be at his level for everything. And he, is, he has arbitrarily decided what qualities that level is. Yeah. He has devoted his entire life to it with a singular focus, right? 
And so he expects everyone to live up to that. And if you're not going to, then you're never going to be on that list. If you remind him of the Iron Sheik, a la Rusev, it doesn't matter how hard you work, it doesn't matter how many t-shirts you sell, eventually the rug is going to get pulled. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, you're 100%. I have nothing to follow that oh, up yeah. with. You, you nailed it, man. Nailed it. All right. We're about at uh, hour and 15. Oh. Right. So, okay. I like it. if you want to call it for an episode, yeah. I think that's uh, I think that's good. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Anyone want to talk about their social medias or anything? I don't know. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we could we could go around the horn, I guess, just as a reminder. I, I like bits where like we have an intro and then a proper close. I, I don't know. I think that's just the natural writer in me. Yeah, we have gotten loose with that. And I think yeah. it's been fun, but I think you're right. That's It's a little lazy, right? Yeah, like, it, we need to hold ourselves to a, a minimum standard. I wouldn't say lazy, but it, it's, I think, I wouldn't say lazy. I think it's just, we're just very comfortable and very loose. Yeah. yeah. And which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being loose, but, like, there has to be, there, there's a loose structure. Yes. How about that? Mm-hmm. It's, which is mm-hmm. a very a loose, you know, oxymoron. All right, Justin, d- just plug your goddamn podcast, Whoa. Justin. Wow, wow. Uh, Chuck's favorite podcast, the uh, pay-per-view, JB Sports Talk pay-per-view pod, um, on social media at PPV underscore pod, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and also just on social media at JB underscore sports underscore talk and jbsportstalk.com. And then uh, follow my podcast that I've never invited Justin on, ever, uh, which is Nerd Radio over on That's a lie. Uh, I was on that. I never, time. you're never getting invited ever again. Okay. It happened once. And you, you, I think I've only been on your podcast once, so I'm you've keeping score. You've been on my score. podcast twice. All right, all right. Then and you've maybe, listened to it, however many episodes I have. So maybe one other time, I'll let you mm-hmm. Nerd Radio, Nerd Radio 101 on social media. All right, uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Erica underscore Bannis. You want to read anything that I have written? Uh, EricaBannis.com or just just throw my name in Google. You'll find you'll find some stories that I've written. Google it. Google, Google it, you guys. Yeah, and I run the one fall at one fall show Twitter. Usually, I when finally AEW is going to be back on Wednesdays it makes me happy. Yes, I like that better than Saturdays, and I'll probably be live tweeting again. There so you go. Looking forward to that. Have fun, everybody. Be safe. Don't fall in the hole. Why has AEW been on Saturdays, by the way? I'm not is it basketball. Or is I it, assume that it's another it, sport, but I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, basketball. See, now my worry is if it's because of hockey. Well, that's why... Hockey's um, on TNT, but I think that's Wednesday nights or night. Well, in the new year, um, Dynamite is moving to TBS. Ah, yes. yes. So it's going to be... And Rampage is staying on, on TNT. TNT. So we're going to start to see it shuffled back and forth are they for back the rest on of the Wednesday year? I hope week? not. They, yes, they are. Yeah. They did announce that. Now, I don't know if that's... We're going to have to wait, and it's going to be sort of week by week or by week. Like, yeah, it's going to be Saturdays and Wednesdays. That'll, that'll be... That, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, that's why they have the TBS title now. It's yes. because they're going to be on TBS. So, welcome home. I'm trying to see. That was TBS's, or Characters Welcome. Characters Welcome. We know drama. I don't know. <laughs> now I'm just naming channel uh, buzzwords. Oh, I see. Okay, Must yeah. see TV. <laughs> yeah, so because like hockey will have a game on TNT, but that's at 10 o'clock, so right after Dynamite. Yeah. And then, like, the following Wednesday... Boy, they better not pull a WCW and have something we cool. Really good. So they're doing, ten, they're, do, they're doing 10 o'clock games. Yeah, that's what they're doing the rest of the... I think they did double headers to kick off the season. Now they're doing 10 o'clock games. 
interesting. On Wednesday nights. Well, getting over a million viewers, they probably have better ratings than the NHL, right? The NHL I mean, historically has been a... The NHL's getting pushed a lot more. Uh, ESPN brought them back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, TNT is a bigger platform than NBC Sports Network. Mm -hmm. yes. um, so I, they're really getting a big push. The problem with the NHL is, honestly, the worldwide leader in sports never covered them. Yeah. Right? Well, for for been, a long time, they right. pulled the plug on them, right? Like something happened well, with the, the strike yeah, well, back in the Especially with aughts. where it is, right, in the sports season. They're right in the middle of baseball playoffs, basketball seasons back, and football season yeah. Yeah, going on. Rough. And then college basketball comes in. Yep. And it's all going on at once. And when you have, when I, like, you have to go out of your way as a sports fan. If you like any more than just hockey, you right. have to go out of your way to follow what's going on in hockey mm -hmm. before. Because yeah. I would watch I watch Sports Center every day just to be updated in sports. They would not mention hockey at all. Yeah. Dang. Hey, and remember just, versus? Right. Yeah. Versus <laughs> you had to have like crazy like high end uh, cable package for that. Yeah. Versus. Yeah. Yeah, but now it's you know everyday Sports Center takes about a six seven minute segment to do a bunch of hockey highlights and get you updated and now it's starting to get pushed. So I think it's going to get better. It okay. should get better. So hockey is essentially the impact wrestling of sports. Yeah, for a long time sense. they would refer to the Big Four, and everyone was like, hockey's not as high as golf. Right. The UFC. Right. <laughs> yeah, like right. It's, right. They just call Bowling. it the Big Four. Right. Two sports. <laughs> In America, kind of, because it's more Canadian. <laughs> European soccer is actually more popular, <laughs> you know, and because they tried to play hardball with ESPN. They're like, mm -hmm. oh, we're going to take our puck and go elsewhere. And ESP, uh, ESPN was like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> they went to NBC and died. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. So 21 Pilots was good. You're um, starting a new empire yes. uh, in your work. Yes. Yeah, no, 21 Pilots was very good. That's, I mean, that's my damn band. I'm going to see them every time they're nearby. Um, best live show in music. And again, if you have not seen a show at Aragon Ballroom in Chicago, do it. It's a beautiful venue, small venue, very intimate, but nice. I can only picture it in, like, the ECW one-night stand, so I have no idea, like... Oh, how does it like combine? How does it match up with like the the state theater or whatever, I guess what is now the the Fillmore? It's been the Fillmore for a long time. I, yeah, uh, no, it's uh, Pine Knob. What the hell is that? <laughs> 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 I think uh, I don't know exact numbers and anything. It's a little bigger version, a bigger version and nicer version of St. Andrews. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's got it's sort a of classier that, yeah. version of St. Andrews. Okay. More of a square than a fan shape. Yes, one hundred percent. I can show you the. Interesting. I'll I'll mute it so you don't hear me and my girlfriend just like oh my god, I'm so cool. <laughs> oh my god, I love them. No, um, but like I did a little. Did Twenty One Pilots have a song on uh, one of the uh, the WWE games a few years ago? That would be did the only they? way I know them. I don't. I don't know, know Twenty One Pilots I'm not at sure. all. No, I'm not sure. All right, so I did. It's funny how those songs. Do like, they have any current hits? Because I know they play them in the OR at work. I hear a bunch of songs. Shy away Saturday. I can play. But they you never. They, the new radio stations don't ever tell you what you're listening so, to. Right. What is going on <laughs> with the radio? Yeah, Chuck, get it together. What's Chuck? up with the radio? <laughs> so I kind of panned. Oh wow, that's a cool I, spot. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of pan. You kind of see. Uh, oh oh yes. that, that's okay. dope. I like that. So it just has the big surrounding balcony. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is cool like boxes. a big that St. Andrews. Is cool. yeah. That is cool. It is basically a big St. Andrews, but yeah. Um, no, I don't know what song. I mean, "Stressed Out" would be one that you would know from Twenty One Pilots. 
I don't know. Blurry face. I know that one. I'll That's the name of the album. Oh, well. I'll have to go, I'll, I'll have to go do my own research. Son of a bitch. They, the covered, they covered My Chemical Romance, so. What's the song where they do? What kind of music do they do? Well, they, they um, mixed in Shy Away with um, I'm Not Okay. Ooh. It was actually. I'm on board. It's actually pretty badass. Hold on, let me see if I can. My Chemical Romance, I feel, is like, for my generation, was like, oh, you're playing music that sounds like my music, but yeah. you've taken all the values out of it and replaced <laughs> it with generic pop values. Yeah. Hold on, we'll skip to a key. Because he literally mixed it right into the song. Alright, so this is Shy Away. Yeah. Sounds like a big campfire band. Are there real like drummers and things going on, or just a couple of guys running? No, around? it's uh, lead singer and the drummer. Oh. And they did bring a band. They brought Mute Math with them to kind of be a background band, oh, but it's mainly just Incidentally, I don't hate that model. I know a lot of old timers hate that model. Right. I get it. So shy away, shy away, and then end of the cover. <laughs> wow. That's cool. It's in a completely different key. Right. It's really fun. Yeah, our generation, Chuck, we were yeah. we, we tried too hard to get the wrong things right. You think so? Yeah, the goal is to make the people that are coming to see you happy. Yeah. yeah. All yeah, the rest of the stuff they don't care about. They don't yeah. care about anything else. And all the things that you're actually fighting about when you're in a band, nobody gives a fuck about. I do think... Do you make the people who are coming to see you happy? The more the more I, more bands I, I, the older I get, the more bands I see, and the more I think of the bands that we were in. I think, I, I, I think you, you were real good on this when we were in a band together. The idea of not showing up in just jeans and a t-shirt, like having some kind of like... Looking, look. Yeah, looking almost like a professional wrestler, like looking like a, a different theatrical yes. person right. instead of just right. like one of the goddamn roadies. Well, I was going to say, like, when you. Is a big deal. If you can look at you and say, oh, that guy's, I think that guy's in a band. Yeah. Right? Just by what you're wearing and the way he you looks. You'll enjoy this. So I went to see a boxing match in Memphis, Tennessee, like 15 years ago. Okay. And as a matter of fact, I'm wearing a. a, a uh, Adidas track jacket. We had Reebok. We had matching Reebok, except different colors. Me and my two friends. And before the fight, we had this idea. We went to, um, we, first off, we wanted to get an Eastern European flag. This was on the fly in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. Kind of a big, like that little top, yeah. right? But what we were able to do is we were able to find a flea market and get those like fake gold chains yeah. with the big pendants. <laughs> and we got, so we each got different ones. We had, and then we all got aviators. And we showed up and we walked around the concourse in aviators, fake gold canes, matching but different colored tracksuits, and didn't say a word. And the entire time, the person sitting next to us, because I sat in the middle, was like, I don't know who that guy is, but I know he's somebody. <laughs> I sat there the whole time yes. watching the fight, just sitting there like this. Yes. And I got my two friends who both, you know, could whoop my ass in a fight. Sure. But they were convinced I was a UFC guy. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I, amazing. I wish I had figured out how to capture that magic and actually make something out of myself yeah. instead yeah. of doing this podcast for nobody. We only, we only need matching tracksuits is what I'm saying. Can we get some matching well, tracksuits? Everyone, everyone listening at home is like, I'm not a nobody. 
<laughs> no, because like the when when I went to Riff Fest and I'm like, uh, well, I saw Avatar for the first time and like they've obviously got kind of a Slipknot feel of like the lead singers wearing face paint, but they all got like a kind of a a, a uniform yeah. that yes. all of them have a little bit variation on. Yeah, you have to ride the band. Like it, it just so happened that we had the Kurt Cobain movement where it was like, yeah, we think everybody wants to see people who are exactly like them, and it just right. so turned out that. It, our generation was tired of looking at hair bands. That's yeah. different than everybody looking just like, you know. Right. Um, there needed to be a shift a little more to the everyman. However, right. like you could see. You do, when you see a band on the stage, you want the impression that they're like something bigger yes. than yeah. just yeah. like somebody that's standing next to you. And yep. Justin's absolutely right. The people who do listen, I do not think, are nobodies. I just refer to the broad... We right. have a small listenership. That's our. That's if, loyal. If we did not have that small listenership, we would not do this every week, <laughs> right? right? Like, the four or five people who I do know come back every week are probably keeping me alive, <laughs> and I love you for that. If right. you're listening right now, that's how Shawnee uh, lovingly uh, refers to our uh, our fan base in, the, in when we're in our private conversations the is, as the nobodies. Yeah, <laughs> the little people. <laughs> God damn these little people. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean to like Fisher Price little people. Everyone loves Fisher Price little people. They're yeah. adorable. Well, yeah, they Weevils just came... wobble and they don't fall down. Aww. Come on, now. they just released a special edition Rolling Stones little people set, oh. and I had to write about that. And it's like there they are in their little <laughs> their little garb, and it's like aw. I don't know. I mean, I just wanted to mention that because I'm like I wrote about that. <laughs> that's what I. That's what they pay me to do is yes. write about this bullshit. And if you didn't read it, Google it. That's true. Award-winning little people article. Yep. Yes. Shout out to the little people. Actually, not to not to brag, I, oh, but you, here it comes. Yeah, stare her award this whole show. No, and everything and I that. put it in the corner <laughs> behind Chuck. Uh, no, uh, next weekend I'm actually really pumped uh, because I'm going to be going to Cleveland yep. to cover the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Oh, and um, nice. you know, fortunately, like my boss, my editor. Um, has mad hookups and was able to get me into the main media part in the arena. Like, because they have two different media sections. Because I've worked the rock hall stuff before. I uh, there's a guy actually who doesn't live that far from here. He does freelance work for Billboard. And when he was going and like he used to actually do some freelance work for our company. And um, then he was like, oh, by uh, the powers that be, but I digress. Uh, um, you know, he had offered to, you know, Billboard gave him, like, um, allowed him to bring a team. He's like, you, you want to go and help cover the Rock Hall stuff? And I'm like, uh, yeah, Gary, I do. Uh, <laughs> Roll Hall of Fame. That's all, anytime I hear that word. Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Drops. So, I, I, I'm, yep. I'm a dropsman. Uh, so I was working like backstage uh, in like the media area, but now I'm gonna be like in the room and like the people they're inducting this year, like Foo Fighters, Tina Turner, Carol King. Um, oh God, I'm blanking. Uh, like there's a ton of people, and like like Paul McCartney's gonna be there inducting the Foo Fighters, and it's gonna like I I'm gonna have to try and keep it together in the the media area. Yeah. Like I could like you behave yourself you can't fan out because you're not going to be invited back to this fucking thing <laughs> they're going to ban you from the rock hall so yeah it's, it's you said you were going to be in the room and I, would, I just wanted to say calm down Hamilton <laughs> now see this is where Sean of the Sean of the present never thinks of Sean of the future my thought would be I'm not going to be uh, getting the most clicks forever but I can get a lot of clicks if 
small-time journalist thrown bodily out of rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. It's like, oh no, Erica, you gotta act out because then people are gonna tune yeah. in. Now do something stupid. Attack Paul McCartney. Yes. It's gonna be great. Yes. Smack him right across Paul the face. <laughs> Throw a piece of steak in his face. He's a, he's a famous vegan. It's gonna yes. be awesome. Oh I will not attack Paul McCartney. He is Paul McCartney. I'd probably get shot. And he's like, I'm sorry, it's not much of a challenge. He's 78. Yeah. Ringo Starr, maybe. I know. Ringo's 80. I'm like, he's had a good run. Yeah. Do you think security on the Beatles has heightened since John Lennon? Wow, you had to take it there. <laughs> not consistently. It was 40 wow. years ago. Not too soon. Wow. That's great. The John Lennon joke is not too soon. <laughs> too, no. too soon. <laughs> December 8th, 1980. Too soon. Uh, well, I, I did that specifically to see the look on your face when the uh, joke landed, and you did not disappoint. Well, there we go. Uh, 